0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This
1: is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals close out the January home schedule with San Jose, taking a look at a pretty good run from VTech Vanacek. And are the Capitals looking into bringing in Mark Andre Fleury? Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, January 26th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24 7, presented by Clear the faster way into Capital One Arena. It's the Capitals and the San Jose Sharks tonight in the second and final meeting of the year between the two teams. Caps are looking to sweep the season set after a 4-0 win in Northern California back on November 20th. It is the last home game of a not-so-great month of January for the men of Peter Laviolette. Just three wins in 10 games this month. And Ben, coming off being shut out at home by Vegas on Monday, it's time to turn the ship around.
0: Yeah, hopefully the San Jose Sharks is a, is a good place to start. A San Jose Sharks team coming to town, maybe reeling a little bit. They were blown out at home in their most recent game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've lost four of five overall. San Jose maybe catching them at a good time, but if you're the Capitals, certainly... Looking for more consistency at even strength at five on five. The offensive opportunities have been limited. Defensively, it's been going okay. It's been clicking for the Capitals to an extent, but really looking for more finish, looking for more secondary scoring, looking for more of what has really been lacking, not only on uh, Monday night against the Vegas Golden Knights, but really over this last little stretchy reference, which is three wins in 10 games.
1: There's really no question that if you look over the course of what we've talked about on this show, going back to training camp, I don't know there have been many shows we haven't talked about goaltending, and we're going to talk about it again, but this time it's a little different. Last night, Elliot Friedman lobbing a small grenade on Twitter last night, saying we should quote, prepare ourselves for the possibility of Marc-Andre Fleury, Washington Capitol, at the very least... The Capitals are looking into it." Unquote. Two things right off the top here. First of all, he's pretty plugged in. And to Ben, I'm not sure that it's even all that surprising. It doesn't mean that you are going out and ready to pull the trigger, but you are kicking the tires because of what we've been talking about on this show, especially in January, but really going back to the beginning of the season. And Brian McClellan's track record. We've talked about that here too. There are no half measures. So, are we really that surprised? Maybe not, because the Capitals certainly need to do their due diligence if they don't have what they need right here.
0: Right. I would say it garners headlines, understandably, because of the resume and the pedigree and everything that Marc Andre Fleury has done over the course of his career and the Stanley Cups on his resume, et cetera. It certainly garners headlines for that reason. That being said, to your point, you're the capitals, it certainly makes sense. You're just you're doing your job if you're general manager Brian McClellan. You're looking at your options, you're a couple of months outside of the trade deadline. Anything that could improve your team and put you in a potentially better position going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You look into all the opportunities. That being said, Mark-Andre Fleury, the other thing worth noting here is it's not only going to be the Capitals who are probably going to look into that option, given where he's playing in Chicago, a team uh, well on the outside of a playoff position in the Western Conference, a team that will understandably be sellers and unloading at the trade deadline. He's the optimal rental piece. He's on an expiring contract. Flurry checks a lot of boxes, so it won't only be the Capitals looking into him. There'll be other suitors as well. Certainly, if you're Brian McClellan, who, to your point, has not shied away from the big home run, the big trade deadline acquisition, this would, this would be pretty big. This would fall under that description, but certainly worth, at the very least, at this time of year. No harm in at least making a call and just looking into it. He's doing his job. Well, and thinking
1: about what we've seen here in January, I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to happen imminently or if at all, and I think you said it very well, but when you look at a team that's won three games out of 10 in January, the one thing we do know about this team for certain is this is win now. This is not the Carolina Hurricanes. This is not the Florida Panthers. Their window in the circle of life is longer than Washington's. That's a fact because of the age of, Of this team. This team is still awfully good. You've got the best goal scorer that God ever put breath into, and Alex Ovechkin. You've got Nick Backstrom starting to show signs. I'm a little worried about TJ Oshie and as few games as he's been able to play this year. But if Kenny Kuznetsov has been terrific, as good as we've seen him since the 18 playoffs, you've got a checking line that goes out and does work. Every single night, Nick Dowd, one of the better faceoff guys in the league and certainly on this team defensively, they are very good, as you said, right off the top defensively. They're not giving teams a whole lot right now. So if you're looking at, okay, some of the things that are going on here are a slump. There's no doubt these things happen. They'll get better. The power play will get better. But if you are going in with inexperienced goaltenders, you start looking around the league at what you're going to face in the first round. Igor Shosturkin is young, but his Mm -hmm. numbers are off the charts. Tristan Jari's numbers are off the charts. Freddie Anderson is going great in Carolina. There are two really good goalies in Florida. Maybe the best of all of them is in Tampa Bay. So if you don't like what you have, there is the argument that maybe you do at least for now, not that you're even giving up on either one of the kids here, but you got to take a pretty serious look. If it is when now, I believe it
0: is. Right. To your point, there's urgency. There's a sense of urgency. And there should be, for all the reasons you stated, given the quote-unquote window with the Capitals, we know they've done a terrific job in at least maintaining, keeping it open for the past few years, and maybe a little bit longer than some anticipated. But certainly at some point, that window to to remain a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, uh, if it doesn't close, it will certainly tighten. And that being said, there is urgency. So to your point, it's certainly there. And, and to the bigger point about the goaltending, and we've had the conversation seemingly all season regarding the You know, the the situation with Vanacek and Samsonov and the back and forth they go. Vanacek has played well of late. We've acknowledged that here on the show. I know we'll talk about him a little bit more in a couple of minutes here. But real quick on the goaltending, You, you reeled off the Eastern Conference. You could throw in Jack Campbell, the Toronto Maple Leafs in there as well. When you look at the top eight in the Eastern Conference, the top eight teams right now, there's a clear separation, the top eight and the remainder of the conference. You can make the case where the Capitals goaltending lies within that top eight maybe seven or eight, and there's some terrific goaltenders in the Eastern Conference that the Capitals will be going up against, but there certainly uh, would be an appetite to get it more consistently, and uh, to your point, there certainly has been solid, very good goaltending among the other top contenders within the conference.
1: Obviously a big decision, and we'll see what happens as we move forward, but I want to talk about the guys who are here. Vitek Vanacek are some good things that we have seen. Played well enough to win, no doubt against Vegas. He stopped 28 of 29, hard luck loss. Going back to the Islander game now, he's got a save percentage of 929. That's terrific in anybody's book. It's a small sample size for sure. You need to do that maybe over the course or something close to that for much longer. But since the middle of the month, he's been really good. And you've said it on the show regarding Ilya Samsonov. And again, looking ahead to tonight, San Jose's in town. Who's going to start? If it's Vitek Vanacek, and you would think, given mm-hmm. what I just told you about his numbers, that it's probably him. Let's say for a minute it is. One game in the last nine, and going back to January 7th now, one game played for Ilya Samsonov. Not just a backup's workload, but now, Ben, as you get into next week, if that's what it is, if he doesn't play in Dallas, if it's VTech tonight and VTech in Dallas again, you know is going to play next week. But now you're pushing almost a month I mean, honestly, I think they got to get him a game before that. I do. Whatever you think about it, whatever the coach thinks about it, whatever's going on, I think you got to get him a game because if he's just rusting on the bench, it's not going to be real fair to judge him on one yeah. start if he hasn't played in three weeks.
0: Yeah, and again, curious to see if we do see him tonight against San Jose. As soon as tonight against San Jose, to your point, you know Vitek that If Samsonov starts tonight. nothing to do with Vanacek. It's clearly just an appetite to get Samsonov into a game at some point. And again, a San Jose team, which he did record a shutout against earlier this season when they were in Northern California, if there's any value in that. But Vitek Vanacek has certainly played very well. I don't think there's any harm. Maybe if you want to give Samsonov the San Jose Sharks game and you say to Vitek, you're going to be our guy again Friday night against the Dallas Stars, however it may be. But yeah, at some point you want to see Samsonov here. And I'm curious, John, and, and maybe it'll come up with Peter Laviolette here over the, the next few days, but what's the message been to Ilya Samsonov here over these past few weeks? How much work has he done now? Was there a message delivered a couple of weeks ago? Was, was this part of Brayden Holpe used to have resets from time to time where it was acknowledged in advance? We're going to give you a couple of weeks here and we're going to we're gonna get your game back in order. We're going to work on getting you back in tip-top shape. I wonder if this really is day-to-day or if there is kind of a larger plan here in the works with Ilya Samsonov, because at some point, again, my thought is at some point before the deadline, you ought to give him another heavy workload. It's not coming up anytime soon, a heavy workload, but at some point, whether it's later in February into March, I would think at some point you're turning to Ilya Samsonov again for an extended stretch
1: such a weird schedule when you don't have a heavy workload for anybody in February and and you get into March and then you're getting awfully close to the trade deadline. Finally this morning, congratulations to Philadelphia's Keith Yandel, the new NHL Ironman, skating last night in his 965th consecutive game, passing Doug Jarvis dicey these last few seasons joel quenville last year was this close to benching him and it looked like the streak was going to come to a close and then you've been dodging omicron missiles here for the last few weeks as you're edging up toward the record and if that isn't enough man, he's a defenseman and we've had this conversation with kenny a bunch as someone who played in the league at that position you are one shot away in the right spot from breaking an ankle or something happens to your leg, everything that could go wrong usually happens to a defenseman. Mm-hmm. The fact that he went almost a thousand games and not missing tip of the cap to Keith handle. That's just an incredible feat. I don't know if people realize how
0: special yep. that is. That is rare. No, it really is. It's very impressive. And the, the minutes he logged and the hard minutes he played, particularly early on in his career when he was younger and with the New York Rangers and the Arizona Coyotes, the Phoenix Coyotes back in the day. So good on Keith Yandel as well. And and also of note, John, it's funny because spoke years ago with former capital, Doug Jarvis, whose record Keith Yandel has passed. And Jarvis acknowledged that Back in the day, you could maybe get away with some injuries a little bit more than these days, and that's a good thing these days. There's the protocols in place, there's concussion protocols, et cetera. Jarvis said back in the day, his Ironman streak, if it was today – he probably would have sat a lot sooner than 964 games. In other words, Keith Yandel, he dodges, you know, Omicron and COVID protocol. He manages to stay healthy physically, but also when you consider these days, you know, players, sure, they play through things, but maybe not to the extent that they did back in the day when you talk about certain upper body injuries. So good on Keith Yandel, staying healthy, remaining in the lineup and among the few bright spots for the Philadelphia Flyers this season dare say the only one here lately for <laughs> Philadelphia. The Caps and the San Jose
1: Sharks tonight at 7. Quick note on the Sharks. Defenseman Eric Carlson underwent successful surgery on his left forearm on Monday. He's out until at least the middle of March. For the Capitals, it is the last home game of January. Network air on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7 at 645. Caps game day starts at 4 on Caps Radio 247, CapsRadio247.com. Ben, what's coming up on the show this afternoon?
0: We'll continue to put the spotlight on the goalies, but we will look ahead Friday night against the Dallas Stars, the reunion with Braden Holpe. We will chat. Caps forward Lars Eller and also Steve Wino dropping by the show from the Associated Press and the uh, critically acclaimed podcast, All's Caps. All that coming up on Caps Radio 24-7. CapsRadio247.com.
1: Yeah, real good interview on All's Caps. You should catch up to George McPhee sitting down with Carl and with Steve. A real good one there. Hey, Ben, have yourself a really nice game day, will ya?
0: Happy Wednesday, John.
1: For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go!